Earlier this week, we gathered at Mem Hall to welcome back the long walk. Hiding out from the rain and protecting my camera as best I could, I couldn't help but look to the boys turned men as they returned and not be jealous of their newfound confidence. Here they are, after a week at metaphorical sea. Everything they have is damp, and they're physically drained from a week in the whites. Yet as the rain came down once again like it did many times during their week away, their smiles grew larger. Through the railroad and song, the men stood tall, proud of their achievements, unfazed by Mother Nature's attempts to break them. They were, at that time, unbreakable. Each summer I find myself reminiscent and emotional, thinking about the strength and importance of the long walk. In 2013, the long walk was as daunting a task for me as any on our hillside. Many times in my camp career, I woke up on Wednesday mornings, wishing that hikes had been miraculously canceled, <laughs> only to have my dreams crushed by a euphoric Hikes Today announcement from the COD. I worked my tail off to earn my spot on the long walk and barely made it in. Hiking has never been my strength. Even as a counselor, I often find myself lagging behind boys much younger than I. Because of this, my confidence grew smaller, and in turn, my ability shrunk with it. Yet after a grueling battle in the whites, my return from the long walk left me with an overwhelming sense of confidence. My successful completion of the week helped me return to camp a new man. By overcoming a seemingly impossible task, I found myself stronger than ever. Much like the men who returned a week ago, I was unbreakable. In his tree talk on confidence, former assistant director Mike Hanrahan argued that confidence comes from the decisions that you make about yourself, the decision you make about you. The belief you have in yourself leads to the belief that you present outward to others. How many times you've stood up to bat, walked out on stage, or stared up at the mountain you're going to hike and knew you were ready for the challenge? What about the opposite? How often does the mindset you have going into a challenge impact the result? Personally, I'd argue that a positive mindset is the most essential factor to the success of any task. Last weekend in Mem Hall, David Cromwell shared that self-confidence comes from the promises that we make to ourselves. The common denominator here being the personal choice each of us has in our own confidence. What impact does self-belief have on the obstacles we face on a daily basis? Do we work hard and take pride in a dorm well swept? Or do we complain about the amount of dirt and procrastinate until others step in to help us? This past spring, just days before my arrival to camp, I was in Atlanta. I earned a trip for a film festival after winning a regional competition in the Boston area. My team and I traveled down for the national competition in the hopes of receiving awards or recognition for our work. The festival had guests who had spent their lives dedicated to creating films, and me. Understandably, I felt like a fish out of water. Leading into the event, I had high hopes. Family and friends told me the film was great and how interesting of a story they thought it was. I thought at this rate, I could be the next Wes Anderson. My short film didn't receive a single award or even a nomination. During the first two days of the festival, I kept my head down, only socializing with my girlfriend and the lead actor who came with us. We walked through the event, sat in on other films, and networked with students from other institutions and professionals in the film field. It was all great. I was grateful to have been given such an incredible opportunity and to experience something I may never again. But I still couldn't shake this feeling that I didn't belong. The pinnacle moment came down when I was given an opportunity to speak in a Q&A about my film. We screened the film and I was set to make my way up in front of the audience. As I stood in front of only about 20 people, I couldn't help but feel embarrassed. The moderate applause mixed with slight glances to watches and phones proved to me how far I had to go.
I stood up in front of the group and answered a series of questions that I had felt at the time were directed me out of courtesy rather than actual interest. I answered as best I could and then inevitably we was told that we were out of time. I returned to my group and we were on our way. This is a clear scenario where my lack of belief in myself directly correlated with the belief I was presenting to others. By assuming that my film was not as important as my peers, I downplayed my success. I sold myself short. Former counselor Alex Kennan, a tree talk years ago, said that having confidence doesn't mean that every time you walk into a room, you know you're the best athlete, brightest student, or at the top of some other superlative list. Rather, having confidence means that you know you're not at the top of any superlative list, but you have the courage to walk into that room. I would add that beyond just having the courage to walk into the room, confidence offers us comfort in knowing that though we may not be at the top of each superlative list, that's all right. We don't need to be just yet. Growth is a factor in confidence. Understanding the growth ahead of you is necessary in differentiating confidence from arrogance. While I had enough gumption to walk into the room, my posture, energy, and pride towards the Q&A proved that I was not confident in my work or myself. I was not comfortable in the fact that I wasn't the smartest, most successful, or talented filmmaker in the room. My lack of being at the top of a superlative list at the event led to my reservations of taking pride in and sharing my work. I looked to everyone else in the room and say, assumed that they knew something I did, that they had talent and I got lucky. My lack of confidence in myself with or without being at the top of the list led to my failure to see the big picture. Later that evening, a peer of mine came up to me and told me he thought the film was worthy of Sundance, one of the largest independent film festivals in the U.S. While I don't necessarily agree with his claim, the simple act of saying it proved to me one of the most important lessons that I learned while in Atlanta. My problem wasn't the film I made, the talent that I thought I lacked, or how much better I thought everyone else was. My problem was that I was lacking confidence. To be blunt, during my time on the council, I've doubted myself the entire way. As a fourth-year counselor, I still feel as though I need to fit into the shoes of those who came before me. Men who defined who I am as a leader and as a man. Each summer, I arrive back at camp and find myself concerned that the goofy, boisterous, hairy counselor I am <laughs> won't be able to give back to the community that gave so much to me. Throughout my time on the council, I've talked to mentors for hours on end about my fear of not making an impact. I shared with them my concerns of lack of knowledge I had on any impact that was actually being made. I've always wished that I had the respect given immediately to counselors like Stuart Denius, or the calm demeanor of Henry Anderson, or the ability to organize a group like Tim Jenkins. And how would I ever be taken seriously as a baseball counselor if I couldn't hit as many home runs as counselors like Jim McDougall and David Cromwell? As ridiculous as that last claim is, it was a real doubt I once had. However, just recently I learned that my problem was not that I didn't live up to the strength of others, it was that I didn't see the strengths in myself. This past year was my junior season of college soccer. During the prior two seasons, I had never won a game. <laughs> yep, yeah, you heard that right, I had never won a game. In fact, Wheelock College men's soccer had never won a game in the school's history. After nine years of its creation, the team went through years and years of losing. When I first joined the team as a freshman walk-on, I was eager and ready to share with everyone that I was a college soccer player. I would tell them about the challenges of two-a-day workout plans and the hours spent in the weight room because the school's trainer didn't think I was built for college soccer. 
However, I wouldn't tell them our record. I would often direct the conversation elsewhere and, you know, say we're progressing, but it's been a slow start. Anything to avoid the topic of wins and losses. I watched on as Jake Mathai won a D1 national championship, and I saw Sam Dinius play playoff lacrosse in Boston. After never playing soccer in years, I joined a college soccer team, and I felt like I didn't belong. This past fall, on October 15, 2017, I had finally won a game. My team won 2-0 and cemented the first win in program history. On any other team, this would have been seen as a given, a necessity to esteem success. To win one game is almost trivial in the big scheme of most college athletic teams. Yet to have found so much challenge and self-doubt along the way, after winning the first game, I was overcome with emotion. I took a knee on the field that I had lost so much on, and I couldn't help but feel as though I had done all I could do. For the first time on a collegiate field, I was confident in myself. After scoring our first goal of the game, our morale immediately picked up. I played the best game I had ever played to that point. I chased after loose balls. I didn't shy away from contact. I felt ready. On that day, I wasn't the best athlete, the brightest student, or at the top of any superlative list. On that day, I was simply confident. I trusted in myself and the teammates around me, and at the end of the day, we were rewarded for it with a win. I anticipate that each of us sitting here has done something this summer that they never imagined they could do. Hike a mountain, hit a hopsfield home run, swim a half mile. Each of these tasks can at one point appear daunting. So far out of reach, it almost isn't even worth trying. But that's the problem. I firmly believe that nothing great comes easy. It'll take work, dedication, commitment, and time. Had I never trusted in myself or my growth, I never would have been able to finish the long walk, win a college soccer game, or contend for the home run title on Hobbs. Will the confidence that this hillside instills in us fade, or will we grit our teeth and fight all the harder? While each of my situations shows my own shortcomings in regards to confidence in myself, it's important to recognize the deeper message. We will all have these times in our lives. We will all find doubt. We will all have challenge. However, what separates the strong from the weak is the ability to use that doubt towards growth. Had I been an exceptional hiker, had I won a game or two each soccer season, had I won every award in Atlanta, my growth would not have been nearly as impactful. I'm grateful for each of these experiences. In their own ways, I'm a better man because of them. The lessons each situation taught me will not be forgotten. I continue to come back to the quote Mr. Vinny references by Mary Oliver at the beginning of each summer. So what will you do with your one wild and precious life? Each of us has the ability to decide. Will you choose that crazy goal that appears out of reach? Will you sit back doubting yourself, claiming that you weren't capable of what's in front of you? Or will you have the confidence to go all in and make it happen? The choice is yours.